Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. So this summer, uh, our series for the summer uh, for sermons are um, is This Is My Story. And so we're going to be hearing from people um, in our church. And this morning, we have the special privilege of hearing from Miss Vicki Jackson. And I hope that you uh, get to know Vicki if you don't already. She's an amazing woman of God. Um, I can remember one Sunday, uh, just to show you what kind of an encourager she is. I remember one Sunday, just I'm just busy getting things together, checking on stuff. And um, I was, uh, wasn't aware of it. But I think deep down, I was feeling a little overwhelmed. Well, Miss Vicki caught me in the back and gave me this hug. Oh, my goodness. It was like being hugged by God. It was just, I didn't know what was in me until she hugged me. And so I start crying, like out of the blue. And so um, I, after we parted, I'm walking back up to the front. And someone said, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, Miss Vicki hugged me. And they're like, yeah, okay, I understand. <laughs> So um, I'm just so thankful that that um, Miss Vicky's willing to share her story, and she's uh, an encourager. She's uh, a woman of God. Um, we're privileged to have her as an elder of a, of our church here at VFC, and I'd like to um, welcome Miss Vicky to the platform. Good morning, everybody. I'm one of the elders here at VFC. Um, I'm going to start off uh, this morning just sharing the beginning. The beginning of this story is not the whole story. As a matter of fact, 30 minutes cannot contain our story especially if you've been walking with the Lord as long as some of us have been. I came here to Thomasville this August will be 11 years. Can y'all believe that? Moved here from Miami. The only person in Thomasville that I knew was my mom. And so it was becoming a little difficult trying to take care of her living in Miami and her living here. Uh, I began to pray about it, and the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, you're going to have to move. And I'm like, how am I going to move somewhere? I don't know anybody there. I'll be leaving everybody that I've known, grew up with, went to school with, fellowship with. Um, I had been working for the University of Miami for almost 20 years. Children were in school, um, 
graduated, the whole nine yards, how do I pick up from a place that I grew up to go to a place that I had never been before? But the Lord told me that he would be with me through it all. So we're a family of meetings. We like to have meetings when things like that come about, and it's good to do that. I I don't do uh, shooting from the hip when there's a decision like that that has to be made. So I prayed about it, and I said, Father, if this is your will, the family is going to be in agreement. We had the meeting, and before I knew it, My husband said, let's go. My children said, okay. There was a little eh, with the young adults, you know, but overall, they got on board, and we moved here. We moved here, and everything just fell into place. And we were rejoicing because we saw the hand of God. Even when it came to fellowship, we've always been in fellowship. We've always um, been somewhere where we can learn and grow by the Spirit of God. And that's what we wanted here. So we just started riding around Thomasville looking for a church home. There were some places we went and the Holy Spirit said, get up and get out of here. And then there were some places where we just stopped and we just waited to hear from the Lord. And we didn't. And we drove back home. But then there was one Sunday we kept passing by Victory Fellowship. And one of my daughters said, Ma, let's go over there. So I said, okay. We parked in the parking lot. We watched all these people go in, and we watched them come out. That's just how long we sat out there in the parking lot because we didn't hear the Spirit of the Lord say, go in. So we left, and we went home, and I said, okay, Father, right about now I'm ready. I need to get in a a church home. I need to fellowship. I need to be a part of what you're doing. In Thomasville, you brought us here. So I wanted to be a part. So the following Sunday, we came back. And we parked our car out there. And the Holy Spirit said, now you can get out. We got out and we walked through that front door. And when we did, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're home. And we've been here this August, 11 years. 11 years we've been and Victory Fellowship. And it has been one of the most encouraging, loving fellowship that I've ever been in. And I thank God for the people that he has placed in our lives. I thank God for, they. I mean, Cynthia a couple of weeks ago spoke about the community and a community of love. This is definitely Victory Fellowship is definitely a loving community, and I thank God for being here. But now to my story. Back in the 80s, 
back in the 80s, starting out as a young family. Right now I'm a widow, but with my husband, uh, Willis, and we were just living life. I never grew up in the church. My parents didn't know anything about the Lord, and they didn't take us to church. So when Willis and I got married, he didn't know anything about church, didn't know anything about the Lord, neither did I. But as we did life together, I found out that I was pregnant. So I had already had some pregnancies. And the children were fine. The babies were fine. But at this point in our lives, things around the house was a little tight. Willis was the only one working. And as a matter of fact, he was working two jobs. He drove long distance. He would drive locally, and when he had the spare time, he cleaned offices at night. So when I found out I was pregnant again, I formed a plan. I formed a plan. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I had a plan. I had a plan that I was going to take care of this situation. But then I realized later on, that we can have a plan and we can think something is right and we can think that we're doing something good and we can think that our way is the best way and we can just have these this whole big picture that if I step in here and I fix this, everything will be okay. And we forget that God has a plan. He knows what's best for us. Even when we don't know, and even when we think we know, God says that your thoughts are not higher than mine. Your ways are not better than mine. So, but yet, I didn't know him. I didn't know God. I was used to running on my own gas. So I made a plan. And the plan was, I'm not having this baby. I'm not going to have this child. I look at my husband. I saw him working hard. And I said, I can't do this to him. So I gathered a plan together. Money was tight. So I went out and I borrowed the money. And I borrowed the money to have an abortion. But I'm going to tell you again, 
Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to do you an expected end. I love the Message Bible interpretation. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to care for you. Not abandon you. Plans to give you a future you hoped for. So now... I'm like, God, I look in the Miami Herald and I look for an abortion clinic. I set up an appointment and I went. I got my consultation for the abortion. I had two weeks from the time of the consultation to the appointment, the $200 that I borrowed, I paid it at the consultation visit. The whole time, I'm still working my plan. I didn't even tell Willis that I was pregnant. I didn't tell anybody. I'm moving off of my own gas. I'm going to make this thing right. But again, Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know what I'm doing, says the Lord. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Two weeks later, for my appointment, I went. And I'm going to tell you how God will step in, how heaven comes down and can step in your mess, the mess you created, the mess you planned, all of this stuff. I go into the room Everything is set up, and I don't mean to sound graphic, but when the doctor was all set up, had his gloves on, technicians, everything is there. The machine sounds like a wet vac. Do you, have you ever heard what a wet vac sounds like? This was back in the 80s. I have no clue what it sounds like now. But it sounded like a wet vac. And I could hear it. So while I'm there, everything is prepared. The doctor asked me one last time. He said, Miss Jackson, how many weeks did you say you were? I said, I'm about seven weeks. So he examined he said, no, you're not seven weeks. And I say, yes, sir, I am. I know. He said, no, 
you're not seven weeks. So I'm looking at this confused look on his face. He said, no, you're more like 13, maybe 14, based on the size of your uterus. And I say, no, sir, I'm not. So he began to take his gloves off. He told the technicians, he said, y'all pack up all of this. He said, we're not doing no abortion today. He said, she's too far along for me to do it. I cried and I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't do them. He said, I don't do abortions when you're that far along. And I said, but I'm not. He said, well, according to my exam, you are. I remember after that, I cried, I cried, I cried. But I didn't know the Lord at that time, but I heard the voice of God. And the voice of God said, I have entered into your mess. And I'm turning this around. And I said, oh, my God. God came in. He confused the doctor. I don't know how many abortions he did before my appointment. I don't know how many abortions he did the day before. I don't even know how many he did after. But he didn't do mine. He didn't do mine. He stepped right in. God did. Confused everything. Turned everything around. And I said, God, I thank you. I thank you for that. Went home. They kept $10 because that was the processing fee. They gave me back the remaining of my money. I'm driving home and I'm trying to figure out now, okay, what do I do? What do I do? I have to tell Willis after a while, that's my husband, I have to tell him. I don't know how he's going to take it. Anyway, he came home that evening and I looked and I'm crying. I'm going, and I said, I have something to tell you. And he said, what is it? He said, I'm pregnant again. And he said, okay. He said, fine. So he looks at me and he said, what are you crying for? And I said, because I'm pregnant. And you're working so hard trying to take care of us. He gets up off the chair. He put his arms around me. He said, Vicki, I love you. And the way that we have taken care of these other kids, he said, we're going to do the same for this one. He said, stop your crying. Everything's going to be all right. But I said all of that to say this. God has a way of stepping into our mess even when he's not invited. I didn't invite him. I wasn't praying and asking God to give me you know, a way out. I was trying to make my own way out. But again, Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know what I'm doing. God knew exactly what he was doing. He was shielding us. He was protecting us. He said, I'll take care of you. Now, for some of you, you might be wondering, okay, that know me say no Miss Vicky got four kids which one of those kids was it 
Well, I'm going to tell you this. The name means deserving to be loved. The name of this child means worthy of love. The name also means loved very much by everyone. But most of you know her by the name Amanda. God did not allow. He had a plan. Not only did he have a plan for me, but he had a plan for her as well. He had a plan. And it's one thing that I've learned about him. That day, I didn't know who God was. No one had introduced me to him. No one had shared the gospel with me. No one. But that day in that abortion clinic, when heaven came down and stepped into that abortion room, I knew who God was. Have you ever been in a room and somebody walks into a room and you are captivated by their beauty, by their charm, by their personality? That was who God was that day in an abortion clinic. He stepped into that room and my heart was captivated to the point that where like a year later, Afterwards, I kept saying, I don't know him. Somebody please tell me about what happened. Because what took place in that room changed my life. And it was about a year and a half that I gave my life to the Lord. Because I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to see more of that. I wanted him to unfold his plan in my life even more, even more. So I'm saying all of this to say, God has a plan. Let him work out his plan. Let us, he saves us from ourselves. I'm so glad he saved me from myself. He stepped right on in and saved me from myself. And I say, Father, I thank you. Now I rejoice over all of my children's accomplishments. I rejoice over their growth. I rejoice over them. But it's one thing about February 7th, which is Amanda's birthday. And let me tell you this, she was born right on time according to my calculation. That was God that came in there and confused the doctor to make me think and for the situation to change. She was born right on time. She did not come early. So I said, Father, I thank you. But on her birthday, February 7th, something happens. I just linger a little longer in the presence of the Lord. And I just thank him for what he did. He has given me the opportunity to share in her growth, just like all the rest of them. But for her, he gave me the opportunity to see it. Because 
if not, if heaven had not come down and invaded that mess that I had created, I would not be able to celebrate her. I would not be able to love on her. I would not be able to see her victories and her defeats. All of that was a part of God's plan because he turns everything around. So I say, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for all four of my children. And I thank him most of all for captivating my heart to the point to where I can continue with him. So there's a whole lot more to my story. But I can't go through all of it right now. Because every bit of the story has a different chapter. But I would like to say. We serve an amazing God. We serve a God that loves and we serve a God that cares for us. And even when we think that this thing is too big for God, God is saying it's just right for me. I can do anything but fail. And that's the kind of God that we serve. He can do anything but fail. He's just waiting for us to let him come in. But I remember Jamie talking about the lion and the lamb. That day, the lamb became a lion, and he invaded my mess and came in and changed it all. But what I want to say in closing, that if there's anyone here, that have created a mess because of your own thoughts and your own plans and your own devices. The Spirit of God is here and He can change that and He can turn it around. He has a plan. And like He said, I know what I'm doing and I believe that. So, If you will, everybody, please stand. I'm going to turn the mic back over to Eric. And that was an absolutely powerful, powerful, powerful story. Um, And this has just been an incredible service. I just feel like God is ministering to people from start to finish today. Um, so if you have just, if your heart has just been tugged on this entire service, um, maybe, maybe you don't even know the Lord. Maybe you've never made the decision to make him the Lord of your life, allow him to enter into that mess. And as we learned today, sometimes he doesn't ask. And so I think, uh, I, I think he's, he's circumventing some of you guys today, and he wants to enter into that mess today. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite our altar ministry team down to the front. They're going to be on your left side. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.